0: Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know. I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at com slash Manny 20
1: Wow. Nice. Yeah.
2: Hi, I'm Andrew McKenna from TalkSport. We're out in Sri Lanka covering the England Cricket Tour. As well as exclusive live ball-by-ball coverage of the Test Series, TalkSport are also giving you a podcast. It's published daily. It's called Following On and covers all the news and views around the tour. It's full of player interviews, reaction and analysis from TalkSport's team of experts, including Darren Goff, Jared Kimber and Matt Pryor. Oh yeah, and also some of me. We'll be rounding up each day of action from the test matches plus the news from all the other days on tour. You can subscribe now by going to Apple Podcasts, Spotify or your favourite podcast app. Search for the following on cricket podcast, subscribe now and never miss a show. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby
1: And Andy Jacobs
3: And welcome once again to the H&J Daily uh, Podcast, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show We had a, It was a special day today on TalkSport, yeah. wasn't it? We,
1: we should have really introduced this by saying, I'm Wayne Hawksby and I'm Wayne Jacobs
3: Yeah, we should, but I think the moment's <laughs> gone there really, isn't it? Do you want to do that? <laughs> Let's do it Anyway, we we'll keep it in Hi, I'm Wayne Hawksby And um, I'm Wayne Jacobs Yeah it was worth it, um, <laughs> and it was a Wayne Rooney special. And uh, we were joined by Mike Parry, uh, Wayne's yeah. official bi well, uno- unofficial biographer. Um, but he was very entertaining. Mike wasn't he? Yeah, he brought was. in some good, yeah. Rooney memorabilia. Some of it obvious, some of it not. No. Um, and of course he did write Rooney Tunes the fantastic book we had a copy of that mm. um, Mike no not Mike Roy Walker not Mike Walker <laughs> yeah. the old Norwich manager and Everton was at Everton yeah he was at Everton <laughs> that's true uh, Roy Walker came in um, yeah. and we played Catchphrase on the radio a sporting version yes that was uh, fun and featuring, I
1: did some songs with
3: Mike yeah Andy and, sang yeah. oh we've got to put Andy can we dot Andy's songs around uh, yeah so uh, in case it won't make any sense Andy has sung some of these little ditties and he did a new one so uh, well, here it all is. Enjoy. Happy Wayne Rooney day, Andy. <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah. And the thing and
1: how are is, we marking?
3: I might get gra- I well, might go and find Graham Poe and swear repeatedly in his face, <laughs> and your missus can go on five holidays. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I, the thing about Wayne Rooney, I used yeah. to love watching him live, especially yeah. when it, For United, he was—he really was a wonderful player. There's no question about it. I've had a bit of a debate with Adrian this morning. Uh, You know, I I do think that. You know his England career, I think, has been slightly overshadowed by the fact that you know the England teams he played in were pretty poor, really. Mm. You know, in tournaments and yeah, they qualified, but you know they, they were massive disappointment, weren't they? Two thousand and six, two 2010, thousand and ten, two thousand and fourteen. Yeah. Two thousand and four,
3: with... he was great in the Euros. Yeah, he was it was great. Kind of ended badly, but he was he was fantastic in that. That's what we, that's what we thought yeah. the marker would be, but yeah. for various reasons, injury included, loss of
1: form, not various good side, things, bad no. results. But he you never can never deny that he was a wonderful player. That's, no, that not is at all. absolutely sure. Absolutely fantastic. Uh, Talking Absolutely. of international football, the shock result of the week was Qatar 1, Switzerland nil, yeah. And uh, there's been rumours that Qatar have been signing up a lot of young Brazilians. And I think Mohamed Al Neymar got the winner from a cross by Mustafa Pele. Yes, yeah, that's it. <laughs> I can can
3: believe. Well, they've done a bit, in the world of <laughs> athletics, they've been a bit flag of convenience. So you do wonder some sort of young Brazilian boys might be earmarked, you would mm. imagine. They may have a slightly different look so about don't mention no, no, that's that. Well, we try not. Or to. Kevin Peters. Of course, that was different. Oh, 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 oh yeah, very <laughs> different. It was actually in no, way, in no way different. It was exactly the same. And continue, yeah. yeah, have you heard Tom Curran speak? Yeah.
1: Fly <laughs> <laughs> me. I know can't really say anything can no. you really still can, no, couldn't it resist it shaky ground there now uh, you see the travel lodge this is an amazing survey that they did mm, yeah. it was a sort of thing about bizarre requests mm. and one of them was what uh, by people who want to stay there no, <laughs> no people, <laughs> who there. people who are staying Oh, people who are staying there ringing down to the reception and saying excuse can me can you get me this can you get me this can you get me some beluga caviar what in a travel lodge flown exactly flown in from russia you think if you can afford beluga caviar to be flown in from much of, mate. Yeah. You don't need to be staying at the travel lodge. but there you go. Maybe they they prefer to spend their money on caviar. Well, possibly they do. Yeah. And I did like this story. A footballer was sent off for the first time in his 21-year career for mm. basically wing, as it says here, near the pitch. Yeah, behind a
3: bush. Yeah. I mean, everybody's well, done that done playing that. Sundays,
1: haven't Got they? Got a red card. Surely it should have been a yellow. Yeah.
3: Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. <laughs> but everybody uh, has. I mean, I think this was a directive from the league. Everybody had been told in this league... That if players did it. I mean, look, we don't know the circumstances. Well, he I mean, said, "I needed a there toilet." There may have been cross swords involved. It may have been some kind he of says. I needed a toilet. Act of so defiance so to the
1: referee, might it? Well, I don't think so. He said, "I found a bush about fifty yards away. Yeah. I came back, and the ref sent me off, which may not be in the ref's fault. As you say, it might be acting under order, sort of thing. But yeah, it might be a Lee Probert situation. Yes. I mean, you're in a game, and suddenly <laughs> someone
3: goes to the corner <laughs> flag and." And as a we, I yeah. mean that's it. That's, that is so a yellow. You card. are the
0: red. Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, I wonder if they've ever done that one. We should ask Keith Hackett and Paul Travellian whether they've had, that'd be
1: an odd drawing the, I mean, you're in full view though of a, of a crowd at a no, but obviously you, match, you, but, you can't. Yeah. You know, you, if you go in the bush, you've got to go behind the bush. You can't expose yourself. Obviously no, of course not. You know, but who hasn't who playing? I mean, I know when we used well, to it play, is technically an offence. Well, not know <clears> when we used to play cricket, you know, and you'd be miles away from the pavilion. You'd but do, there'd be you? a hedge, you know, behind You go behind the hedge, or you go in the trees, wouldn't you? Why not? We've all done it, haven't we? Ozzy Osbourne did it against the Alamo. <laughs> that's probably not ideal. Really. No, that's <laughs> right. That didn't go down too well. Not not good. And uh, you see, Chelsea have got a, a possibility of a two-year transfer ban. Yeah, that's Honestly, right. Honestly, I do. In a way, I feel it's bit... over youth signing youth players, yeah. isn't it? You know, because of financial fair play, Chelsea came up with this thing where they wouldn't rely on uh, Roman of they basically harvest, that's all it is, players. They'd Mm. they'd sign up all these players, develop them, and sell some of them. And if it hadn't been for FFP, I don't think they would ever have undergone this particular route. Now they're in trouble with it because, you know... They're not the only ones. No, they're not. I mean, but the thing is, if you look at Traore, who's the sort of centre of all this, Mm. he scored a great goal against Stoke. Thanks. And then he got sold eight for eight million quid. Yeah, you know. So was it worth it? Would be
3: my question. The really. accusation is that they were kind of uh, chasing him from the age of
1: eleven, really, in yeah, certain but, incentives. Know, but that's think, not been proven yet. Obviously. And on the other hand, if they were to get a two-trap or a four transfer window ban mm. it might be quite interesting you might be able to use some of those kids there might be a bit of a pathway suddenly opening up yeah so what the kids they've got as they couldn't add to the roster well, they'll have to start it. playing some, well, of yeah, and some of them some of them are worth adding to well, the as roster as we said there's a
3: few be... clubs around Europe um probably a little bit nervous about what's coming out mm. wiki links around youth football it's probably something we'll return to hopefully with I'll make Mike Calvin at some point on the show. But it's a busy one today because we have uh, discovered a dozen Wayne Rooney-related clips. Some of them are presenters chatting mm. about the great man. Some of them are the talk sport listeners weighing in on his career. But, yeah, we've got a dozen half-decent ones. So we'll bring you those uh, in the normal Clips of the Week slot around 3.30 today. Uh, Mike Parry is here. Mike did write mm. the seminal work. He is, he is the self-styled official biographer. I think he calls himself the official biographer of Wayne Rooney. Um, but I don't know if uh, Wayne's agent knows that but it's 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 a fine read <laughs> and there's some really interesting stuff in there uh, really really kind of some good stuff uh, okay. that Mike will be discussing later on about Wayne Rooney's uh, career um, David Squires will join us he has a new book out uh, a kind of collection of his best work for the Guardian he is the, the king of the football cartoonist.
1: he's a brilliant artist and a very funny man he so is it's a great combination yeah, I mean he's
3: not just drawing them he's writing them as well and uh, every week he comes up with top quality material he's definitely the best out so we'll be hearing from David he lives in Oz as well he keeps in touch with the old zeitgeist over here incredible he's right on the money with what's going on I I know everybody's got the internet and all that but some things just sort of come out of the ether so he has to work very hard on that but he'll be explaining how he does it shortly Roy Walker's in uh, of course, from catchphrase. Why did they never do catchphrase on the uh, radio? <laughs>
1: Can't do it just
3: can well, Okay, Mr. Chips. Oh, Mr. Chips, we could describe yeah. it. Play a bit of kind of music, yeah. under, silly music, the way mm-hmm. they did. Or oh, Mr. Chips has just opened up. His China shop, it's <laughs> nine o'clock. Well, who's that coming round the corner? Is it the former Spurs defender, Eunice Cabal? I believe it is. Is he coming in to Mr. Chips? China? Feel free to buzz in whenever you like. You think you know what the answer? is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, of course, it's Eunice Cabal in a China shop. So we thought we might play sport in catchphrase, Roy. you got about 10, 15 minutes to get oh, those give in. Give us a few, yeah. Give us a couple of brief scenarios, if you can, that are in the uh, catchphrase. And we'll just basically we'll play. We'll have hmm. a game, shall we? Why not? Okay, you seem
1: reticent, Andy. No, but no, I'm, I, I was I'm thinking of one, actually. I was thinking oh, okay. about former basketball player Alton Bird. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I can't think of it anymore. <laughs> was, okay. And maybe it were? involves him playing at Loftus Road. <laughs> oh, Does it? Yeah. Why is that? I, I,
3: I, I'll explain to you <laughs> I'm not ahead. very good at catchphrase. It's in Shepherd's Bush. <laughs> I'm, I can't Why even, is
1: that? I can't even play catchphrase, the one that you watch on telly. I'm <laughs> definitely not going to be able to do the one on the radio. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Rooney... A message to you, Rooney. A message
3: to you. Hawks, me and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Well, Christmas is almost here and uh, people will be going out and having a couple of drinks. But yeah. uh, joining us now to preach moderation in all things. And tell us about a link that you may not know about is. Uh, not the
1: link to that last trail. No, not the link to
3: that <laughs> last trail. Comedian, uh, TV host, legend it is. Uh, looking in fine fettle. Uh, Roy Walker, good to see you, Roy. Hey,
0: thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for bringing me on the program. You're looking yeah, you look great. You're looking very well. That's we're nearly 18, years. It's, it's a, a drink. It's a drink. Now, let's put the
3: serious face on first. Because, okay, uh, hold on. We, we've, our good friends at Drink Aware, who we, we uh, did <laughs> some work with uh, early uh, last year when we, we worked with the app, and that was a sobering exercise, wasn't it, was, it when actually. we realised what we were consuming every week. They just want to uh, draw people's attention to... The link between alcohol and heart problems at this time of year, don't
0: they? Apparently, it's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. 160,000 men and women are dying every year for, with uh, drink-related heart problems.
3: So, look, go and have a good time, but mm. just think about that. Give it some thought. What's maybe. the
0: oldest catchphrase in the world? Everything in moderation. Yeah, that's very, very true.
3: So, uh, yeah, 70% of people drinking, uh, increasing high r- risk levels are aware of the
1: link, but continue to drink at these levels, even though... They know it's not good for it's you, it's difficult, isn't it? Because the trouble with it is you have a drink and then you, you're weak, you know, your sort of resistance is weakened that's by that trouble. drink, and then you you know it sort of feeds into itself, so it's, it's yeah, not it easy. It gets your blood pressure up. I don't want to uh,
3: it'll be Christmas by the way, yeah, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but just, seriously, just uh, that's the great thing about the old that drink aware app and that experience with mm. it. Just makes you just check now and again and think, Yeah, I yeah. better be careful. It's, it's
0: wonderful you saying no, I just check because uh, I'm I, I, I drink wine every night, yeah, and uh. I often had that little thought, um, am I a part-time alcoholic? Because mm, yeah. I really enjoy this every night. And it's amazing how nice it is. Every every sort of TV's program, you see somebody comes in from the office or from the police or something yeah. to get a bottle of wine out and share a glass of wine with their friends. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was one of those people. Still am. But you've got to understand what it's doing to you. You only allowed so many units, so it starts affecting your health. Yeah. I didn't realize it until I did that program.
3: And the nature of your the nature of your business as well on the road, uh, 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 doing gigs around the country and stuff, and you, you'd probably have a pint or a glass of wine after the show. You can't sleep, so because the old adrenaline's pumping and stuff. I mean, it's it was kind of part of the circuit from your point of view, wasn't it? Well,
0: it's really? amazing you say that because uh, when I co- if I'm working. I don't drink that day at all or that night. Hmm. Uh, when I finish, uh, the, the laughter's enough for me. <coughs> Interesting. It <coughs> sounds like, like, corny out there, but I, I actually go to bed and lie there in the bed and go, going over everything I said and did because if you did anything new, that's the time you've got to remember it and yeah. write it down. You know, you're out-libbing all the time. Uh, so I don't really have any alcohol, but I look forward to the night, the next night hmm. when I can enjoy... Hey, the compliments that you get during the day or whatever and uh, a glass of nice wine. Yeah. The problem is, it's so nice. (laughs) (laughs) You want it every night. That's true. That's true. I find out the secret is to have a couple of nights off. If you can do that, you're on a winner.
3: Yeah. Well, that's it. That is that is the message from our good friends at Drink away, certainly. And yeah, well, you can go and check out that uh, Monitor 2018 analysis uh, to find out more. Roy, you're still busy, aren't you? You're still keeping busy? Very busy, Touchwood.
0: thank yeah. God. Still getting away with it. You're telling <laughs> us you
3: used to do, the, uh, do a few of the cruises and enjoy I'm doing those? I'm still doing them, yeah. yeah, yeah it's yeah. the best
0: job I've ever had in my life. I yeah. mean, you give a suite of rooms, the best food, well-paid. And the audiences and the theatres that you work in, it's just yeah. like in the old days. You know, when you had theatres in London, we used to have variety shows. Is it
3: jokes or is it some of it some of the tales, from the catchphrase years and stuff like that? A bit of both. Yeah, a bit yeah, of both. Yeah, yeah. But
0: I love to talk about the old comedians. Yeah. You know, what they did for a living. They're all working class, you know. Yeah. There's no working class comedian. The comedians not. from the comedians, that show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah to be yeah. a comedian today you need an education. Yeah. You know, you have to go to university. There was
3: great guys on there that that that, that you probably wouldn't have seen. There was a TV if the kids are listening, it was a TV show called Comedians. It was half an hour of comedians of that era just telling jokes and Roy Roy was among them. Yeah. I remember there's a guy that there was a guy called George Roper, who yeah. was a fantastic comic oh, one line comic. Yeah. Exactly. Comic, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. a very, very funny man.
0: Yeah. Frank it, Carson. Yeah, that's there's right. So many yeah. from Liverpool. Yeah. I mean the list is endless, uh the, the comedians that come out come out of Liverpool over the years man have you uh lots of from from Ireland, um from Northern Ireland, especially Frank. I never met anyone as funny as Frank Carson. Yeah. I mean He was never off, was he, really, never Frank? off, no. Uh <laughs> they did This Is Your Life on me eighteen years ago and Frank Carson, George Roper and Bernard Manning were the three guests. Right. Um, they said it was the best This Is Your Life ever. These three guys going at each other for an hour.
3: Probably about a five-hour record, was it? Yeah.
0: I forget the name of the guy that used to host it. Uh, Michael, I, I, Michael? Michael, Michael Aspel? Michael Aspel took Aspel. it on, yeah, yeah. So Frank took the book off him and he went, go on, sit in the audience over there, I'll host it. <laughs> and he just made it up. He never read anything <laughs> from the book. Yeah. So what did you do next then, you know? Now and you, Bernard would be chipping away at him with jokes.
3: You're going to weigh in on this uh, hashtag people's vote because you think uh, a fellow Irish comedian of yours uh, may have the answer, really, with uh, J- Jimmy Cricket.
0: Jimmy Cricket has the answer to all the problems today. I never yeah. really thought about it. Yeah. It's the left and right welly, yeah. you know? He's changed it to Leave or Remain. Right. You know? So in Ireland, he's got a foot in each camp. He, he has. Right. He's just kind of been a bit Trevor Brooking. He's just sitting
3: on the fence. Have you watched them? Um, it's back, of course, Catchphrase, isn't it? It's on the telly. Oh, it's been though. back for some time. Yeah, yeah. Have you
1: the seen... format's
0: so strong. I mean, yeah.
1: I, I watch it. We love, yeah, we love it. it. And Stephen Mohan does a good job, I think. Excellent. Excellent.
0: Yeah. I, I was at Edinburgh a few weeks ago. <clears> they asked me because all the heads of TV have a a couple of days up in Edinburgh at the end of the festival. Mm -hmm. And Stephen was so busy that he couldn't do it. Uh, He was filming down in Bournemouth. So they asked me, would I host it? Nice one. It's 18 years since I hosted it. you know. Mm. So up I go. Well, a technology nowadays, fellas. I mean, they used to hand you wee bits of paper with catchphrases on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now there's monitors all over the place, you know. uh, (laughs) Somebody in your ear telling you the answers. Well, we had the time of our lives in so much as I was able to sell him an idea for a game show that I've invented with a guy called Graham Williams, Ooh. who was my producer on Catchphrase, on Blockbusters, on Spitting Image. <coughs> Graham C. Williams. So mm. the two of us are in talks with uh, different TV. Oh, companies. brilliant! Oh, well, you went up there so pitching ideas. Stephen Mulhern not being able to do it. Oh, yeah, so yeah. if you're yeah. listening, okay. Stephen, that, oh, you should have heard the introduction he gave me. It's unbelievable. Wow. You'd have thought I wrote it. <laughs> you have to send him a bottle of wine. Yeah. Now, we thought, no, they'd... no, no wine, no, 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 no. no not wine. <laughs> just uh, <laughs> half a
3: bottle. Half a bottle. One of the, uh, So the we yes now catchphrase you would have thought would never have worked on the radio. Yeah. Because,
0: because he was visual. quite
3: reliant on Mr. Chips. But I said earlier on, you can imagine, we know a little bit of music. Mr. Chips opening his uh, china shop, of course. And who should come round the corner but the former Spurs defender, Eunice Cabal. What could, and he looks yeah. like he's coming in, to yeah. say what you see. Man, yeah. um, so the, listener, the listeners are weighed in, Roy. And, we got? Uh, well, uh, Airhorse Horse says, uh, um, Wayne Bridge hurdling and anguished Jonathan Waters.
0: That was, of course, Bridge, yeah, is bridge Over Troubled Water. Yeah, Bridge Over Troubled Water. Yeah,
3: and uh, Martin says Joe Hart is just um, sitting in his house. Home is where the heart is. Home hearts. is where the heart <laughs> yeah, is, the of heart course. Is. That's yeah. right, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is that Mr. Chips going pheasant shooting with a Manchester City <laughs> defender? They just shot two pheasants. Killing two birds with John Stones. (laughs) (laughs) That's from Mike. That's very good. And Alan says, David Hay and his family were sat on a sofa sewing. The sofa broke and they all fell on top of each other, dropping the sewing implements that couldn't
1: be seen. A friend was called in to find... (laughs) Yeah. A, needle a needle in a haystack. Hay <laughs> I like there the top <laughs> one. Right? Yeah. Uh, Lewis Cook and Steve Cook are in the AFC Bournemouth canteen making a right old mess of cooking the team lunch. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Too I, many cooks, of course, <laughs> in a case of yeah.
0: spoiling the broth. <coughs> so they're right. Could well, have worked could have Chris, the radio. It was Chris Moyles that uh, that introduced it. What? He, what he was? He was a wee bit uh, peed off that uh, I had finished with catchphrase. oh yeah. Nineteen mm. ninety. Wow. Well, <coughs> that's no, when he was. Two thousand. Two thousand. <coughs> 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 pardon me. So yeah. you know, um, he just decided to do car bar catchphrase, <coughs> which was supposed to last a month. Do you yeah. know how long it lasted? Yeah. Nine years. <laughs> <laughs> really? The comedy yeah. Dave got brilliant at it, you know, right right now at the catchphrase. And, of course, the interview where, where Comedy Dave inv- invented me shows I was a man of my age <laughs> and, and who wanted to hang out with them, and they never wanted to hang out with me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd come in the next morning. What did you do last night, Roy? Well, Madge and I went for a drink. <laughs> Madge? Well, Madge who? Madonna. <laughs> you know Madonna yeah I write all her hits <laughs> so they yeah. get me to sing all her hits in a falsetto oh nice yeah it's yeah. been good so the, the guys that listen to the Chris Moore show just loved it it lasted nine years it was, a, wow, it was the best fun I ever had Brilliant. So,
3: so um, football wise uh, Roy are you watching the football still what yeah, yeah. still
0: watching the football I'll be dead keen to see Rooney tonight I don't yeah. know what the fuss is about she'd honour him He's just been a terrific uh, example for playing for England and for Manchester United, winning all those trophies, winning all those honours, scoring all those goals. Yeah, yeah, we've he's, got to applaud him. He was great to watch. That's oh, true. I'm, I'm sure. sure. I'm and now it's here. We'll we'll all get right behind him. Look, lovely to see you.
3: Delighted uh, to see you guys. As, as always, a pleasure. So uh, yeah, keep in touch and uh, just remind what Roy was telling you earlier on moderation in all things. That's the uh, number one catchphrase. Uh, over Christmas with our good friends at Drink away all the best. Take Roy. a day off.
0: Have you? Yeah, take it. a day off. Take the a
3: drink. Take a day off the drink. So I'll, I'll do my best. To, I'll put this to Alan Brazil tomorrow morning. <laughs> see what he says.
0: Say what you good, say. Good, but it's not right. Is it's what he's good, but say. yeah, he saying that's exactly <laughs> what he'll say. Uh, cheers, Roy. All the best. Cheers, and to unto you. Unto you. all
1: your listeners. The Hawksby and
2: Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport.
1: Real extreme darkness. <laughs> A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. And so much more. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
3: The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Jacobs here on Talk Sport. It is Wayne Rooney Day. Here at the station, and uh, it wouldn't be complete unless we spoke to Wayne's uh, official biographer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one, uh, one of them. One yeah. of them. Uh, one of them. Uh, his it? seminal work, Rooney Tunes, <laughs> still available, forty five p plus p and p.
2: All that work you put forty five p. Well, I will tell you what happened. Seriously, I mean, I did this book with uh, my old pal John Blake. Okay, because yeah. John Blake published loads yeah, yeah. of books like this, and and some of them took off enormously. And although you know, I'm not making excuses. This book had really, really high hopes in the publishing market and John was very thrilled about it because it was right before the 2006 World Cup. Yeah. But the minute Rooney got injured, interest in the book just disappeared. Wow. Honestly, (laughs) was it at Chelsea when he he, he broke his toe? The metatarsal. The metatarsal. The minute that happened... I, you know I froze with fear <laughs> not so much because I thought England now I've got a lesser chance in the World Cup but my book was going to crash and it did it crashed I'm afraid <laughs> it, it just did because what happened was the it, it, where you get your sales on the books as you guys probably know is is your pre-orders yeah. and the minute that yeah. there was a doubt that Wayne Rooney was going to play in the World Cup all the pre-orders just disappeared so I'm afraid it didn't become a number one best on the Sunday Times book list uh, as my previous one about Alan Brazil did well, of course but that's life uh, now um, yeah. no need
3: there's Wayne Rooney as a player you love, as an Evertonian. Yes. Um... Chapter one of the book is entitled Wayne Rooney Saved My Life. That's
2: right. Yes, he did. Yeah. I mean, what happened was I was in hospital with acute heart failure. Mm. And uh, if you ask some of my colleagues like Mr. Brazil, Mr. Graham, they'll say there's nothing wrong with you because you're still here. (laughs) Indigestion. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But I was given 36 hours to live at one point, you know. Mm. And it's not a joke to say that a lot of uh, recovery from that sort of situation is all on how much you want to recover and mental strength and mind over matter. And a motorbike arrived with an outrider, hmm. and a package came in, and it was shirt signed by Wayne Rooney, and it yeah. said to Mike, "Get well soon, Wayne Rooney." I'd wow. never met the guy, you know. Yeah. I barely knew. I barely knew of him. Yeah. I mean, I knew him obviously, but I mean, I I didn't know his whereabouts and all that, and. Somebody had told him that I was uh, ill and all that, and he sent me a shirt. And the doctors actually said, I read it in the book, from that moment on, I seemed to get an awful lot better, you know. Wow. But, well, well, he was my football hero. I mean, I, you know, people have accused me of being obsessed about Wayne Rooney, but when you've been an Evertonian all my life, when you boys have supported your teams all yeah. your life, and a force of nature comes along... You know, teachers at his school used to stop teaching when Wayne was playing outside, go to the window and watch him and all this kind of stuff. And he was a phenomenon. We knew he was a phenomenon. And remember, um, I had seen him at the um, European Championships Mm -hmm. and (coughs) came home from the European Championships only when Wayne Rooney went out. And that's another reason why Wayne Rooney saved my life because if Wayne Rooney hadn't broken his metatarsal... I was determined to stay to the end of the competition, as it was. I had to be carried on the plane and carried off at the other end to get home because I was so desperately ill. There was so much fluid in my lungs, in my body, I could barely breathe. And if, if Wayne had taken the through to the final and won it, which I'd have loved, I, I, who knows what would have happened. That's the fickle finger of fate. Isn't yes. it?
1: Thank goodness we went out of the tournament. Yeah, yeah,
2: well, well, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, it <laughs> was fearsome watching him in that tournament because he,
1: he, he announced himself on the world stage in the most spectacular fashion. Yeah, hmm. we remember. I always admired the fact that when, even though when he joined... Uh, Manchester United, yeah. you, you never turned against him. You no. were always his biggest supporter, his biggest fan. Yeah. And you must have been delighted when he came back to the club.
2: Well, uh, I had mixed feelings about him coming back because I thought, you see, <clears> I <throat> a few <throat> weeks ago, I got into a terrible Twitter spot when I described him as one of the three greatest Everton players ever. And people said, what about, you know, Brian LeBone? You know, what about Neville Southall? Mm. What about, you know, all these great players who won um, mm. titles in the 80s? But the, my <clears throat> point was that if you were an Evertonian when Wayne Rooney was between 16 and 18 and he was playing in a blue shirt at Goodison Park and you were travelling around the country to watch him rip defences to pieces, the impact he had was greater. He was one of the top three players, impactfully, on fans in the history of Everton Football Club. It was like watching Dixie Dean yeah. because of his sheer brilliance. That's the point I tried to make, but I didn't make it too well. But he was like a religion, almost. I mean, here, here he was. All remember the goal he scored against Arsenal, obviously. Goes to Wrexham in a League Cup game and scores two goals that night. You know, and he just sprinted past defenders like they weren't there. And the feeling about having him in our club was so enormous, mm. you didn't care about your mortgage. You, know, you didn't care about an overdraft. You didn't care about you falling out with your wife or your girlfriend. It didn't matter because Wayne Rooney was playing for Everton.
3: I mean, it, it, there was that old thing of him, you know, the once a blue, always a blue thing. But yep. and it did come back to haunt him a bit. But look, you know, there's there's two sides of it. Although it hurts us as fans, it's, there's the professional face, and there's because yes. he, st- he stayed in Everton, and his kids are still Evertonians, yes. aren't they? Even though he went and played. I, I, I admired
2: him so much, for what he did, when he went to Manchester United. I've always been against this idea that when a player moves from his first club to his second club, he just want to celebrate goals against his first club. Sorry. You are being paid the wages now by fans who support you at your new club. Therefore, you celebrate everything you get. Now, when Wayne Rooney went to Manchester United and came back to Everton the first time, he had to make it absolutely clear to Manchester United and their fans of his professional status, I'm a Manchester United player. And he kissed the badge when he scored his first goal back at Goodison Park. Hmm. I didn't dislike him for that. I didn't I didn't hate him for that. I thought, what a professional man he is. Because if you knew Wayne Rooney, and I used to meet his dad, Wayne Rooney Senior, who's this spitting image of Wayne Rooney, yeah. in a pub across the road from Goodison, <clears throat> after games in those days, you knew just what a, uh, an Everton family they were. You, you knew, I mean, on the night he scored those three goals for Manchester United, on his debut for Manchester United, his dad wasn't there watching him. His dad was at Goodison Park. Everton were playing that <laughs> night. I mean, that's how much an Everton family they were. And I knew he He was Everton through and through, but he was a professional footballer. And I actually admired him for nailing this colours to, to the Manchester United Mass.
3: Now, the, it's, a great, it's a great table in the book, actually. Yeah. Because here he is at 33, still mm. playing a pretty decent standard over in the States, still carrying a team. He yep. took a team from the bottom of the table to the playoffs, in this state. He did amazing. Mate. Yeah. With a couple of real kind of virtuoso performances. But your yeah. table, how Rooney's achievements age 20 compare. Yes. By the age of 20, he had 26 caps and had scored 10 goals. Mm. Pele had had 23 caps and scored okay scored more goals but you know yeah. Pele But in yeah. but in some but of those in, in, yeah. in the playground some of those in the playground But that's I mean here he is at 33 yes. I mean he started at the top level at such a young age that's right. it's amazing he's lasted this long really
2: Yeah it is amazing he's lasted this long and um, mm. when you say about Washington DC isn't isn't the best we've seen of Rooney in that game in DC when first of all he chases back he yeah. dispossesses yeah. a winger like he's a fullback. Yeah. he pulls the ball back he races down the right wing he puts in a absolute you know on a sixpence cross mm. to his forward who nods it in scores a goal win the game that's Rooney all over yeah. never say die you've never seen anything less than 157% effort in Wayne Rooney anything he's ever done you know and, and you're absolutely right how he hasn't run out of steam by now I've no idea yeah, um, I mean, we should say you've brought yes, us in a, a have, you know, quite yeah, a special look a at yeah. this well, a couple of a pair I mean, of football boots look, you can get boots and you can get boots signed mm. by players, okay, and mm. um, Theo Walcott, for instance, very good whenever I ask if we can have some boots to auction for charity, and they 'll send you a pair of boots, and yeah. it's very kind of him, and a lot of other footballers do it john terry 's done it for me, but these boots came out of the Everton boot room, yeah, and to prove that, if I show you the sole underneath, yeah. it says Rooney eighteen eighteen w r that that was his number. And that was his shirt. Yeah. Mm. And, uh, and they're generally his <coughs> boots, which he signed and then auctioned. And I paid, like, two and a half grand for them. Right. Um, and the auction... Uh, was organised by McDonald's. In the Mm -hmm. early part of his career, Wayne had to deal with McDonald's. I also got his first England shirt, but I have to be absolutely honest about it. His first England shirt isn't the one he played in that night. England players get three shirts. Right. And he uh, signed and had framed one of those three shirts and again, I bought that at auction. That was about two and a half grand as well. Um, just because I wanted to say that's Wayne Rooney's shirt when people come into my house, you know, on his first shirt.
3: What size boots does he wear? You have uh, a look, Andy. Yeah, uh, you're trying to look. Well, they look yeah, like they're look the quite size. big. I mean, he's a yeah. he's a taller man you than know, you I, think. I, actually, I Wayne. No, they've they got all sorts of funny sizes. Size can
2: I can right. I say mm. that um, because we're not mere, more we're mere mortals? Yeah. Often the boots are made to the size of the player's foot. Yeah. They don't have a boot size in them. They wrap them and encase them in. They
1: could be. Yeah in
2: case of in Plaster of Paris and all that kind of stuff and then they get all the measurements go away and they and they stitch them up for they you They look know. like about sort of an eight or something Yeah, about they? eight or
1: nine I would yeah. say something like that I remember yeah. I don't know yeah. if it was the, it might have been the European Championships because yes. you were covering them for Talk Sport yes. and uh, you were over there and you were staying in the hotel mm. and you interviewed the concierge <laughs> It's a wonderful moment I think it was a quiet day A few <laughs> of the yeah. guests See, hadn't turned up yeah. yes. And he didn't really speak much English and you said to him who will be the player of the tournament? Mm. And then you didn't really know, and you said, Wayne Rooney. You went, Wayne Rooney? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Well, in fact, he was. He so was. so yeah, I he actually was. got that one right. The, the way to do. The, um. Now, this book, <laughs> yeah. the, the book is dedicated
3: mm. to the memory of uh, William Ralph Dean, of course, yes. Dixie Dean, we get that, Mike. yeah and Rear Admiral Sir Ra- Sir Horatio Nelson. Know, yeah, so yeah. that's an odd... Co- Did <laughs> they fly out front for
2: Everton? Well, no, no. But uh, <laughs> as you know, I live down on the coast, and I can see HMS Victory from my balcony. Yeah. And uh, mm. I just thought, you know... I, what I was trying to um, sort of point out was, in my estimation, when I wrote this book, Wayne Rooney was as great an Englishman as uh, Lord Nelson. Right. And, uh, and I made the comparison. The other things that I do to try and let people know, you know, what I think of Rooney was... I go and buy number plates, you know, Mm. for my car. Look at that. So I went and and bought this plate, which is uh, R10-O-N-Y, because it was the closest you get to Rooney. But the trouble was, people thought I was Rio Ferdinand, not uh, not (laughs) Rooney. But anyway, the same company I bought it off gave me a call about uh, six months later, and they said, we've got another one to come on the market. Wow, and that oh, was that's R- pretty good. Nine 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 N E Y Rooney. Now yeah, this is the one that came. But what I did was hmm. I enlarged the circle of the number nine.
3: You allowed to do that, Mike? No, I enlarged <laughs> the circle of, of the number
2: nine, yeah. and, and I shortened the tail. Yeah. So yeah. the one that I tried to put on my car until I was told to take it off does look <laughs> like Rooney with three O's. You know wow! I mean? But uh, they were they <laughs>
3: weren't cheap, were they, Mike? Those number plates?
2: Um, the first one. I think it was about eighteen hundred and fifty. Wow! And this one, I did. so if Rio
3: Ferdinand's listening wants another number <laughs> yeah, right. for his car. Yeah. It's he he should have Rio. It's, you have, it, it's, it's, it's here, yours, you Rio, for yeah, fifteen hundred yeah. quid.
2: Yeah, and and the second one was about two and a half grand, but uh, I've had an offer for that of about four and a half grand. Wow! Um, not from I'm, Wayne. Not from Wayne, obviously. Because, is it? I mean,
3: look, you've, I've only met him briefly once. Yeah. Is it? You've met him a lot of times. Nice lad.
2: No, I've never spoken to Wayne Rooney. really. I've never spoken to Wayne Rooney. Maybe that's
3: a good thing. M- maybe, maybe it is a
2: good thing. The closest yeah. I got to speak to Wayne was on an occasion when he played for Manchester United, Everton yeah. were in the sixth round of the Cup of Goodison, United were already out of the Cup, and the lounge I was in, there was a bloke sitting over in the corner with a, a hoodie over his head, just minding his own business, and he was Wayne Rooney, and I walked straight past him <laughs> twice, But, uh, <laughs> but and, and he was with um, uh, Alan Stubbs, Stubbsy, yeah. you know, Stubbsy, hey Stubbsy, Stubbsy, yeah. hey, how's that look at that flat in that, uh, that window there, Stubbsy, a million knicker! <laughs> People are paying a million knicker to live in an house in, oh,
3: in right. London. That was that yeah. famous moment, wasn't it? When, right. they, when they had a look in the old estate agent's that's window right. on the King's oh, Road, yeah. and they got moved on. <laughs> they they, it's great. they locked
2: it. the doors and called the police. <laughs> Two scouts outside in tracksuits. so bad. Yeah. And, so um, bad. Um, Typical uh,
3: Chelsea. ending. Uh, yeah, and
2: and the, one of the reasons I haven't uh, spoke to him is because as you just pointed out that we've called all sorts of tournaments over the years but I was never actually the football reporter. I yeah. didn't go to the um, press conferences. I was the guy, I was doing shows out there every day and I was going around with the fans. You know what I mean? I'm, largely my job was to go with the England fans and all that kind of stuff. I mean I saw him loads of times in the hotels and all that kind of stuff but I, I was okay. a bit you're, awestruck about talking in awe. to him. You're
3: in awe, that's it well, huh? well
2: not that but I, I'd have felt a bit silly just to go out and say hi Wayne. I am, on one occasion I was at Old Trafford and um, I don't know why I'd been in a promotional thing mm. and I ended up Sitting next to Ryan Giggs in a suit because yeah. Ryan Giggs was injured and couldn't right. play.
3: Were you in a suit or Ryan Giggs in a suit? Ryan oh, Giggs, Giggs was in, a suit. in a suit. Ryan Giggs okay. in a
2: suit. Don't I mean, it. He, yeah. Yeah, he was in civvies, if you saw what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and we just got chatting, and he said, "Oh, he said." Um, you that Mike Parry from Talks. I said, yeah, oh, right, yeah, yeah. Waz has told us about you. I said, oh, really? He said, yeah, he thinks you're a bit of a loony. (laughs) 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 Maybe it's best you don't meet. Mike, lovely to see you. Fantastic,
3: Thanks, Thanks Uh, guys. Rooney Tunes, Mike's book. um, Still was relevant as it was then. (laughs) Is available. You can find a copy if you hunt it down. Under 50p, you'll have to pay the postage and packing, but yeah. Mike put all the work in, so at least you can do. Because of Wayne's metatarsal, we didn't sell at the time. Let's get, back <laughs> it, let's get it back in the top 10, list. <laughs> yes, Thanks, please. Cheers, Mike. Thanks very Thanks much. Thanks very much, the fellas. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, Annie, what, what else have you noticed today?
1: There's a letter about Wayne in hmm. the Sun today, and honestly, people are very mean spirited. Steve Stockton. People? Well, they are. Okay, yeah. Steve Stockton of Folkestone. I'm not. Steve Stockton of Folkestone and Kent. Not Steve Folkestone of Stockton in <laughs> yeah, I okay, don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve Folkestone of Stockton. Yeah. Said, What a fiasco bringing yeah, back Wayne Rooney. Yeah. If he wants money for his charity, he should take it out of his bank account. He has enough. Nice. That's a sound of bitter. I made it sound like a foul poem by the letter. Honestly. You know, how do you know that he doesn't do that? How do you know what he well, does? I think for he charity? does. I'm sure he absolutely does. I'm yeah. sure he contributes to a lot more can than I, you do. Can
3: I offer a public service to people that may not have read any email they've had if they're going to Wembley tonight? Hmm. Um Uh, are you aware, TalkSport listener? this doesn't, I mean, in light of what's going on in the world, it's not that important, but I'm just trying to save you some uh, hassle. Uh, Are you aware of Wembley's new bag policy? Um, Because if you're going straight from work, as many people do to Wembley Mm. tonight, you would have your backpack on, you might have your laptop in it and have all the sorted stuff you need for work tomorrow. Well, you can't get it in. Uh, From tonight, um, a bag no bigger than an A4 piece of paper and really there's not many backpacks that's uh, not that big a handbag effectively or a yeah. bum bag or a little no, kind nothing, of man really. bag yeah. but not something you're not going to get your laptop in really uh, they are banned uh, you can't take them in there's no lockers there's nowhere to put them so if you're looking for a little business opportunity in the Wembley area set up a little temporary locker store uh, <laughs> Um, Mobile cloakroom. On a match night. (laughs) Because I think a lot of people are going to get caught out by this. And they basically, there's no entry. You're going to have to leave your bag. I mean, you've got to leave it. You look after this, mate. I'll give you a five out. Look after your bag. You just can't go to the match. You can't go to the match. So just be very careful. There's no. uh, well, look, I understand it's a security thing. They don't want people taking in big bags. I appreciate that.
1: It, it, it must and be written on the ticket, because if it isn't, then surely you could sue them for well, saying I, it, wasn't, it wasn't on the I ticket. Think they've made it, I think it is on the ticket. they well, made it very then, clear. Then and they've been well, if pre- they've made it very clear, then
3: you shouldn't take a bag. Well, I know. I know. But the practicality of that, Andy. For mm. example, if you are someone who's got to go to work, you've got nowhere else you can leave it. As I say, look. Well, leave you know, it at work. That's okay, I let you, okay, you can do that, but not everybody can do that. And I'm just saying, why not have... Uh, what they've been doing so far is having a, a couple of channels that, that is there for bag checking, yeah. and they're longer. So if you are going to take a bag... Just say, look, you do realise if you You'll do bring to a bag, it's going to take you a whole a lot longer. A lot of the longer. bag
1: checks at football are very cursory,
3: though. Well, they weren't huh? at Wembley. We get, you, uh, get, you get really? properly worked over. Yeah, they know what they're doing. They do it properly. So it does take a long time. But anyway, yeah. it's, uh, I'm sure it, 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 it's going to be the same thing with Spurs at Wembley as well. So no one can take bags. But... As long as
1: you know what it is. I mean, remember in Russia, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? It was about four or five different checkpoints before you get into the stadium. Yeah. You had to go through they moved the... it pretty quickly, though. Yeah, it? no. But, you know, you, as long as you know it's there and you've allowed time for it, it, yeah. it it's fine. Hmm. Uh, another mad letter from, uh, written to some from Brian Smart oh, yeah. in East Sussex, he said after uh, obvious officiating mistakes in the Premier League, it's obvious there should be four linesmen, two referees and a return to the old offside rule it wouldn't. That would stop a lot of decisions about whether a player is offside and interfering with play or not. It wouldn't help anything. you just get people disagreeing with each other. You'd have one linesman flagging on one side of the pitch and the other bloke keeping his flag down. Yeah. Why Why are people so allergic to VAR? It's coming in anyway. Well, it so is. Now. I mean, that wasn't a massive Brian. shot. we
3: have heard this afternoon. As Toby was telling you, it's going to come in at the start of next season. Um, uh, yeah, there's quite a bit of stuff coming out of this Premier League meeting. Uh, Obviously, as we've been hearing, Richard Scudamore's £5 million over three years will be paid so he doesn't go off and form his own Premier League
1: elsewhere or help help any other rival Premier League. It's so wrong, this. It's just, there's a kind of arrogance about them. They they see all this information, people like Henry Winter writing and their football supporters and saying, This is a real real slap in the face of people. And they just carry on and do it. It's like no one said anything. You think, Could you be a bit more arrogant? I mean, the bloke's been paid an absolute fortune. He's probably got a fantastic pension. Yeah. You know, I, I just don't get this. I mean, you know, if he wants to be a consultant, fine. But, you know, I'm not sure that's a consultant's fee. That sounds a bit more, you know, m- yeah. more than you'd pay. Well, we often see him on the train when we're going to the Cheltenham Festival, Richard
3: Scooter. Yeah, have a word it? with him. So, we might send off the the payoff. He might send us down a couple of beers. Who knows? Off the trolley. It's <laughs> very unlikely. Look after the boys down yeah. in the next carriage. Especially, especially after that beer. I've just yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> you won't be getting anything free. Yeah, look, he's been fantastic. Who could argue? He's been yeah. brilliant for the Premier League. He's very, very smart guy, smart operator, and we all enjoy the fruits of, of what he's done. But you know, the idea that somehow the Premier League wouldn't be the Premier League without him is you know, there's a lot of factors, it's not just Richard Scudamore. In his
3: defense, uh, he was a bit embarrassed by the whole thing and a bit shocked and embarrassed that it had come out on the day it had when yeah. uh, when oh, they'd announced know, a new they it's kind of slightly overshadowed the announcement. You know, if they want
1: to keep him on as a, as a consultant, then just Pay him from a year-to-year basis. They don't have to announce they're going to give him five million quid. I mean, it, it seems the reports uh, that it seems all the
3: Premier League chairmen were on side with this. All thought it was a good idea from the reports that are coming out of the meeting. So
1: um, yeah, but they thought it was a good idea not to have VAR this year, and look how that worked. Well,
3: out. I, I think let's be honest, Andy. You were saying that before. You were saying that at the, at the end of at the, before the start of the season. I, I was did saying not it as say well. It. I,
1: I, as soon as the World Cup and it worked, I went. They've got to bring it in this season, and if they don't, but they're going to get a you lot. You
3: were of for delaying it before the World Cup.
1: Yeah, you? but once we saw it, no, I was delaying it until I saw how it worked in the World. Cup. It's a different thing, and it worked brilliantly. So therefore, I would have brought it in. Well, it kind of it worked pretty well. I mean, I think we we, oh, came, no, away from, no, we really came away from We well. came away from that World Cup saying, "Well, didn't in the final, did it?" No, you're always gonna get. It's never gonna be perfect. But when I say it worked very well, what I mean was it was the best World Cup for years. Do you think the that was the only was reason? It was a why? very big part of it. There were 53 goals from set plays. I'd say that was a big part of it. The fact that the defenders knew that if they hold somebody by the shirt and pull them down in the box, they were likely to give away I a penalty. When Chelsea gets sawn off from a corner for holding, I think the bootmate. That was no, never but that, a penalty. That happens in. That's, you have to, I told you that VAR will change the narrative of football. It will do that because you will have to accept. The decisions. And so, you know, once you see it, there's there's nothing you can do about it. But there will be controversy. Of course there will. There's going to be... If you make it that it's not only uh, about line decisions, then you're always going to... Because it's just somebody's opinion. Mm. Was it handball? Was it not handball? You know, Mm. offside, there is no doubt about that. No, we'll have to see what happens anyway. It's coming in next year.
3: Um, And uh, we've had another example, haven't we, of course, of a player... Uh, going overseas, um, mm-hmm. or uh, speaking to the press, or rather getting his brother and his agent, or his brother or his agent, speaking to the press mar- uh, in Marco and Altovich, saying things like, Yeah, I think he's ready to move on to the next level yeah, now. I bet West Ham
1: fans are delighted. But that about does
3: it. allow the player to come back and say, Well, that was my brother. He was speaking at a turn. He was misquoted.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course.
3: Uh, he never said that.
1: <laughs> Have you seen the uh, Queen's ex chef has written a book? Oh, really? And he's, he's given away some of the uh, royal What she secrets. likes to eat. Well, apparently. Uh, is she kind of what does she like? Sort of potato no, she eats, smileys, beans, that, no, not, like I,
3: a complete kids menu.
1: Well, the only thing they've gone on really is the fact that she eats bananas with a fork. Does <laughs> she? Yeah, apparently. I, I don't think I've ever eaten a banana with a fork. Yeah, a knife and fork, I think. Uh, because... a, a, a knife and fork. She peels it, then puts it out, and then she just then she cuts it, it with a knife and fork. That's breeding, isn't it, Andy? Well, I suppose it is, really, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I just, you, you just shove get it, it in,
3: don't like, so. no, you? Yeah, yeah, marvellous. Absolutely, not? So, but, but, but It's not very interesting. I mean, it's quite interesting, but it would be more interesting that she had a complete... She had, she had the diet of a sort of five-year-old. Nuggets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Smiley faces and beans <laughs> constantly. That's all so she has. Well, so it's like on. She could be on Freaky Eaters, that old show. She's a, she's addicted she, to she chips. a sub. Can you imagine? To, yeah, <laughs> I can't so see all, her eating that. She would well, she, no, she wouldn't be a Subway fan. That's for no. kids. It's, they're, they're basically creating for kids. Um, <laughs>
1: kids taste buds. I think that's what it is. An old she, dear. She wouldn't be in Subway. I was looking at what she was up to yesterday, and she met somebody called Mrs. Burma Batbold. Mrs. Yeah. Burma Batball. It's obviously a T twenty player. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. There you go. And uh, the Duke of Norfolk, this was in the Times diary. Yeah. He used his Who butt is the Duke like... of Norfolk these days? <laughs> it's a very good question. Yeah, okay. You mean what does he look like rather than he... yeah. it's hereditary I mean, Is it a horrendous? Is role. it one of the, is it a main it's, it's, it's not the original Duke of Norfolk. It's no, no, I know it's not the original. He'd be
3: dead <laughs> by now. You <laughs> would be,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's his relative. <laughs> it's not Thomas Howard. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. He used his <laughs> Butler as an umpire who's playing cricket, yeah, and he was struck on the pads clearly leg before. It was a loud appeal, and uh, if eager to balance feudal loyalty with sporting duty, the butler austerely replied, "His Grace is not in." Ah, oh, really? Yes. Yeah. So he, he has a, left. it to yeah. go.
3: It's a bloke, the current Duke of Norfolk, for everybody out bloke. there who wants to know. <laughs> um, what's his name? He, I've just lost it now. <laughs> uh, who is the current Duke of Norfolk? Oh, it is Thomas de Mowbray.
1: Oh, is it? Yeah. Or, or is it? Is it? No, that was the first holder. This is Edward <laughs> F- Fitz-Allen Howard. The 18th... Yeah, because they've, they've always got to be that family. They can't be like another family. Can't be, so it's of course, a, it's going to be... The, yeah. it's, not, it's not an elected role. It's like the Duke of Norfolk. Stayed, oh, they,
3: they were some of those Howard's early doors. They were a piece of work. But this is not the format or the, or the place to do that. So we move on. And we've got live commentary of Ars- uh, Arsenal. We've got live commentary of England versus the USA. From seven o'clock tonight with uh, Mark Saggers. Uh, we're going to be joined by Jeff Thomas shortly. Andy Jacobs is going to sing again, aren't you? Oh yeah, I am.
1: Yeah, what, are you going to sing again? I don't know which one is it. We don't. Oh, uh, should we do the new one? No, or no, so we let's, let's do the old. One? Let's do uh, Kenny, old one. Rogers, Kenny, Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers.
3: Uh, yeah. A little Wayne Rooney ditty from the archives. We will bring bringing you some clips, best of Wayne Rooney clips, in around fifteen minutes' time.
1: You fattened up your hips and snipped and trimmed your crop hair. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Arthur Strong. Rooney, are you contemplating kicking <laughs> him in somewhere? the air?
3: Not even bothered to use the karaoke <laughs> version. I did for the next next Singing time. over Kenny The dressing room wall, wall tells
1: me your son is going, going down. down. Me and Kenny, we're good, aren't we, together? No. <laughs> oh, Rooney.
2: Oh,
3: key change. Rooney. Oh, no, isn't.
1: Don't make Coats fan frown. <laughs> you got a terrible odd cartoon
3: country. Yeah, and we used to do quite a lot of those, didn't I you? But did I, you? I made you stop. <laughs> You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4pm on Talk Sport. There we are. That was this afternoon. The Daisy Gray one is still a corker, isn't it? Brilliant. And Sir Bobby Charlton. What a payoff. <laughs> Okay, uh, regular clips of the week back tomorrow Motti's back as well, uh, for the false panel at least, live from Cheltenham where he's off racing, uh, but we will catch up with you tomorrow, have a
1: fine evening, enjoy the match Hanging around Nothing to do but frown Rooney days Mondays always get me down